0: Hello, and welcome back to Primal Pod and Cast, brought to you by the Arc of E-Network and the TV Arc. My name is Noah, and here with me, once again, my my trusty co-host through the, the treacherous world of Primal Season 2, Mr. Mikey Chappelle. Hey
1: there. Also treacherous?
0: It's pretty. It's been pretty treacherous. It actually has. So the, the season, not, not yes. the
1: podcasting. That's gone very I smoothly. I was having a great time.
0: Yeah, no, I've been having an excellent time. I'm glad I have a buddy to help me navigate the uh, the wild emotions that this show brings out in me. Uh,
1: this will which, be a hard one to process on your
0: own. Um, very much so. Uh, we should say from the top, <clears throat> this is episode three of the podcast. We were talking about episode four of season two of Jendi Tartakovsky's Primal. The episode is entitled The Red Mist. And I just want to say from the top, this was one of the most emotionally draining half hours of television uh I've seen in quite a while. Uh goes immediately in my like top five episodes of TV of this year. And the fact that we're not even midway through this season, uh I I don't know. I I've i do not know if I'm gonna make it through all this. So again, I'm glad I have a buddy. What did you broad strokes what did you make of the latest one it was oh, we texted a bit nothing in detail but i was just like this was maybe the roughest one
1: yeah period. it was very it was very yeah. stressful it was a i like watched it right before class too so oh man i had to just like sit for two hours learning about advanced statistics just thinking about what happened
0: uh how'd that go yeah. not well yeah i I can't imagine it did
1: i pretended like my mic didn't work because it was a zoom class so Mm -hmm. i did that classic just like freeze frame drop off for a second
0: gotcha yeah yeah this was one of those uh i couldn't watch anything else for the rest of the night because i was just kind of like i needed something to take me out of the mood but i also was like nothing i watch right now would would compare to this in any way so let's just not even bother okay so again broad Broad strokes on the episode. We pick up right where we left off, and we were we were geared up for a battle again. uh Spear has a sword now, and we were we were like, I, you can listen to me on the previous episode. I was like, dude, I'm so excited to see what he does with that sword. Ooh, and that's a uh, yeah, no, not it definitely did <laughs> not uh did not. I should mention uh, my my girlfriend Veronica watched this one with me, and. Uh, Yeah, she was, this was, this was a lot. There was a lot of uh, not just like actively, like kind of just turning away from the screen. But then when we talked about it afterwards, uh, she, you know, she came to terms with it, if you will. (laughs) This is without a doubt, one of the most impressive action sequences they've had in the series thus far. I've read some preseason interviews with Tartakovsky where he was talking about sequences that like flat out almost broke the studio where it was like, we're trying to do too much here. Is this even possible? Like truly pushing themselves to their limit. And, uh, this is, I mean, the entire episode is an extended action sequence for about the first, I would say roughly like 20 minutes. It's yep. kind of nonstop
1: there. Of a 23 minute episode.
0: Yes. Well, no. And I should backtrack that because maybe the tail end does kind of calm down a bit. Maybe, maybe it's more like 15 minutes. It's a good majority of it. Yes. It certainly, it, it takes you from the heights of like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this to, oh my God, this is a really rough situation. This is really perilous. Oh my God. A lot of bad things are happening to them and takes it all the way around from, oh, it's going to be so badass to see him with a sword and like what's he gonna do to m- maybe maybe i've gone completely around and it's having me rethink my entire view of the show because i'm like we, i mean we again we didn't do all the season one together but there are moments of i mean what i would call cathartic violence in the yeah. show and moments of again the little kid part of me that's just like that's so badass the show has always delivered those moments, but it's very interesting that now that there are human beings on the other end of those fights that uh, it's a little tougher to take. And then I I'm sitting there afterwards as I'm ruminating on it and I'm like, well, dude, I mean, you've spent all this time with a dinosaur that you put all of these emotions onto and like internal thoughts and feelings that you're projecting onto her. But you have no issue when they're slaughtering these creatures that seem like they have some level of intelligence. Some of them are like there's the bats in season one that have like the whole colony and they're feeding the spider and shit. It's like there's all these little cultures within the primal world that we have been in. And, you know, we kind of reveled, at least I I did. I feel like I reveled in like, oh, my God, this is just like this is a metal album cover. Like, this is so cool. Like, this is just so cool.
1: And those scenes are kind of, uh, I guess I read it in a paste article, but like altruistic in a sense, where like most were... of the
0: time they are in the right or yes, yeah. they're forced into a scenario where they have no other option kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like there's stuff with the uh, the ape men where they're yep. within that bat episode, actually, I forget which one that is, but they're they're kind of saving the, the yep. ape-like creatures um, inadvertently. And then Yeah, there's the Rage of the Eight Man episode where to save his friend, he slaughters an entire like race, essentially, or at least a little village enclave, whatever you want to call it. And they do that in this episode on a much grander and again, much tougher to sit with scale. I don't I don't know how to how granular you want to get in terms of like some of the fighting that we see or like beat-by-beat sequences, but again, the the storytelling through action where basically as soon as, as soon as things escalate, they alert like another tribe to, Hey, come come help out. We need reinforcements. And very, very quickly, very economically, as always, we get introduced to a mother and son. And she seems like she's the leader of this crew and they look pretty intimidating. And, uh sure enough she ends up taking on fang meanwhile her uh her son who's pretty handy with a bow is uh giving spear a lot of trouble but he's very conscious of like all right but that's a kid these other guys like they're fair game but that's a kid all right so at one point he uh like he's he's basically sniping at him from on top of a uh a little hut spear manages to take that down so he's dealt with for a moment or two uh and then we cut we're kind of cross cutting back and forth between them if i remember correctly and fang is seems in a lot of peril fighting with i think her she's been identified as rika i think that's what the the dude yells yeah Mm -hmm. so uh yeah she's got that axe they're going like toe to toe it's it's Look at rough there for a minute, and then Fang does what needs to happen in rather brutal fashion. Gives her the uh, the Quint from Jaws treatment. Yeah, uh, that was pretty brutal.
1: <laughs> That's uh, a perfect way of putting it.
0: Yeah, I don't know <laughs> to how put else it to it cinematically. I, I, yeah, <laughs> if you get chomped in half, you're definitely yeah, you're in yeah. Quint territory. Yeah. Um, I saw a Bullet Train this weekend, and uh, somebody gets Quinted by uh, nice. they get they get shoved through the roof of the Bullet Train. And then they get they get torn, they get oh. they get bisected essentially. Physics, yes, uh, some wonky physics, but uh, physics nonetheless, yeah. I suppose. Okay. Uh, anyways, back to the show at hand. We we cut back over to Spear, who's encircled or whatever. The the kid gets up, kind of undeterred, jumps on his back, is stabbing him, I believe, like yep. um, going to town and just in in an instant and probably the biggest gasp of the entire episode for me uh oh god spear throws throws the kid off his back and he boom straight into a rock and like dead on impact and you want i mean if you needed like the the final nail in the coffin i guess for like yeah, this yeah. is not this is not fun anymore <laughs> like i don't i don't want to i don't want to be in this sequence i want them yeah. to get out of here like this is this is not good. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll stick with me for for quite a while that that image alone. And never mind the aftermath yeah. that we built in. Yeah. Uh, the, the red mist descends that allows them to kind of get an exit. And then again, I'm sitting there warring with myself where I'm like, but this is really badass that they're using. like the mist as like stealth mm-hmm. cover and it's just silhouetted like them taking people out. But,
1: Another great animation
0: sequence. Yeah, dude. Just, I get, just and give again, and again, a reprieve I'm, for I'm a second. So, I'm <laughs> so again the the conflicted emotions at that point where I was just like, "Oh man, I'm I, I need my heroes, my my guys to get out of here." But I, what else are they gonna have to do? Yeah. Um, and then we kind of cut over to uh the perspective of a returning Viking. Uh, I think he's been identified as Eldar. Uh, is what they're calling him, at least in the the Primal Wiki community. So uh, we realize that's Rika's husband and presumably like the leader of this whole crew. He's returning with uh, their eldest, which I, looks like a girl to me. I'm assuming. I think it was older girl, younger boy, yeah. and like flip flop. So
1: pretty, um, pretty ambiguous. Yes. Too,
0: I think. Yeah. Um, and I not that it particularly matters, but I think I think that's what they were going for. So. Yeah. And she kind of, I immediately was like kind of getting God of War vibes Uh, just because she's got got the bow and she even has a similar look to uh, Kratos' offspring. I forget his name. I actually never finished that game, but uh, anyways, uh, they roll back and there's no response to their horn. They come in, they slowly, the mist clears and we finally see... The devastation essentially. And it's like, no, they literally wiped out not just the warriors of this community, but the entire, everybody, the civilians as well. And the only good byproduct of this is seemingly the, the slaves were able to escape. Probably some of them got killed in the melee. We don't know exactly, but they did get Mira back. And so it's our triumvirate not right now has made it away from there. And I love the reveal of like him, uh, Eldar piecing it together and yeah. like realizing that they must have left etc um but yeah him finding Rika and then the reveal of the the sibling carrying the other one is just re- really tough yeah. uh they bury them etc okay we've we've talked you through the episode that everybody knows cuz if you I don't know why you would I don't I don't know why we recap like that necessarily but I always feel the need to do it so check
1: in the box you know
0: walk me through you're kind of a lot of things happen, but overall response to the episode, just where where are you at? Where are you at?
1: So my biggest fear with this show, when I started watching it was it might have a pacing problem. There's no dialogue. It Mm -hmm. does not have a pacing problem. And not at all use this episode to reinforce the fact that it will not have a pacing problem. And (sighs) we'll determine that in any sort of way it can. Um, too, it's another great example of the showrunners knowing those characters better than you think you do because like you said last week it was like oh i can't wait to see what he does with the sword he does exactly as one would do with a sword in his situation mm-hmm. he just goes for but then he loses it at a certain point he has all these other weapons it becomes like a fisticuffs thing for a little bit yeah um it's a really precarious position to be put in as a viewer because i've been rooting for you for a season and a half now and now it's like oh man i can't believe you're doing this but also why would i not believe you were going to do this
0: exactly right
1: there's there's like this savage that's a dinosaur (laughs) you know like it's it's not something i I should even like you know and like this of course this is obviously what would happen and they just kind of gave it to us and we were so emotionally invested that we're like oh no there's no way but yeah, like it's totally plausible. Like, that's the best part. Like, this isn't the most fantastic thing they've done in the show, but it feels like it. Just I because know of the way everything's been set up.
0: And, and it's, I feel like it's just us again putting that on. But like I said, it made me kind of just rethink how I was thinking about all of the other creatures we've seen. And, and, and I feel yeah. like it is kind of the show actively, you know testing you kind of being like hey you've been cool with it up to this point but mm-hmm. does it does it still feel good does it still feel right. badass when exactly. when there's other people on the other side of it when by the end of this this episode we've essentially created another spear another fang and they were yep. responsible for it and i think that's the most crushing thing to sit yeah. with at the end of this episode is these two characters who we love who are bonded by tragedy and find a way to like band together." Mm-hmm and get something out of it
1: they become the tragedy
0: They now they're the yeah, yeah now they're yeah. the cause of it and that that dichotomy right there of just now i'm like i'm terrified that like now eldar and we got to figure out what we're going to call the, the kid
1: yeah.
0: now that they're on a quest for vengeance and like they let the slaves go at the end of the episode which i thought was interesting of just like yeah. they, they're not even cons- at least they're not like even concerned with that at this point it's like we have no other goal than than avenging yes Yes. um but i think it'll be interesting when they inevitably come into conflict there is going to be that thing of like well if you guys were to succeed like how you know i would be devastated but how angry could i be at you as characters when it's like no i've been rooting for the same thing i was so happy when they get to go take take vengeance on the evil t-rexes that you know murdered their family i I was so happy with that in season one but uh yeah it would be a whole different story this time around i I wonder if we'll get kind of parallel what's going on with them or if they'll just kind of be lurking in the background because i personally would be totally down for a kind of lone wolf and cub but a cub who's a little more capable uh than Diagoro. Uh, Speaking of which, have you watched the Lone Wolf and Cub movies, which are readily available on HBO max?
1: I keep seeing them and I'm like, I should check those out. I was
0: almost, I was going to say we should make that your homework for one of these weeks, but at Uh, least, at least the first two um, are pretty unimpeachable. I love the whole series though. It's they're all great, but uh, yeah. And they're very short, dude, hour and a half you get in, you get out They're. I think they're all fantastic that's though. And they're all on, stuff nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything that's under an hour 40, like, don't you just get a little excited for it? Yeah, it's like, I, I can do God. that.
1: <laughs> I can do that. I don't have to arrange my day around this.
0: Exactly, dude. Oh, that's such a barrier to entry with a lot of stuff these days, for sure. Um, I kind of want to, so we've set our piece. I have no idea where we're going to pick up next week. Either story, s-
1: I'm good though. Like I'm.
0: Oh, absolutely. Just yeah. as
1: interested in like both the chase and the, I guess the cat and the mouse in this cat and mouse game that's obviously about to happen.
0: Well, and it's there's also the the simple question of like now that they have Mira back, that was like that was the driving force. Yeah, Get her right. back, right? And and so we talked what are we doing last. Now? Yeah, we talked last week about how like we didn't expect that to be a. To be paid off so quickly mm-hmm. and yeah it is kind of like okay now that they've found her what what's the goal like what's the what's the driving force yeah. is and it's not even that they've really hinted at this but like is in spears head is it like you know this is a potential romantic partner this is a way yeah. for me to like have what i lost and like recreate a family mm-hmm. And then to that end, if that is the ultimate goal, where does that leave Fang as like the family T-Rex? You know what I'm saying? Like I think they uh, set it
1: up for a pretty interesting conflict coming down the road. Because I don't know if you remember, there was a very small moment, like in the midst of that really gory sequence where uh Spear tries to like get back on Fang like they always do, and she turns and kind of snaps at him for a second and then just yells at her and then everything's fine, but like I'm they had to have put that in there for a reason I can't think that they didn't but like just a little hint at the fabric starting to tear even though we already got that in you know episode two
0: yeah I think, was, I, but, think yeah. I think that was a little bit of him him doing the like I'm gonna go it alone because he makes her stay in the yeah. woods and it's like she ends up saving his ass essentially yeah. like a few minutes mm-hmm. later so, yeah, I think it's a little bit of that, like, you, sh- you should have listened to me yeah. kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, no, thank you for pointing out that beat. Because, again, in the chaos of everything going on, I don't even know if I, like, caught that in the moment. but And this is not one that I was eager to go back and rewatch immediately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, as you can imagine. So.
1: There's a lot going
0: on. Yeah, dude. Uh, and to that point, as far as, like, the... The dynamics of our triumvirate now you know we got a we got a little bit of the three of them in the finale of season one but i don't even know that we firmly established like how fang would maybe respond to like them bonding more or like any kind of jealousy issues or whatever and it, the fact that that's already been complicated by yep. the events of two episodes ago uh yep uh yeah man i don't know and so one other thing i should mention i did read uh one of the interviews i was referencing earlier with tarkovsky and he talked about how they kind of scrapped all of what they had planned for season two based off of the success of season one Mm -hmm. and kind of made the decision to tell a sing as opposed to episodic the way they had been structured to intentionally tell a long form 10 episode like arc. And with that in mind, I'm like, we have, let's not forget about the people who took spear in who seem like a, a like markedly different tribe Mm -hmm. than the slavers, if you will, that we saw and were all wiped out. So, I think there's still room for like that to come back into play. Maybe they backtrack to that community. Maybe they go on to something else. And then of course we've had this tease in some of the like preseason imagery and like just artwork for the show in general of at some point there's like a giant, like what looks like just a giant devil creature.
1: Yeah.
0: On a massive throne. Uh, that we've still not that we've kind of always assumed would be like an overarching villain of some kind that still has not reared its head. So, and then we still have the, you know, all the stuff we saw in the dawn of man cave and it's like, there's so much more out there. So yeah, yeah. I think we're at a good spot for kind of tabling the episode discussion, but it's going to bleed into what I wanted to also talk about here. You saw it in the episode description. If you are not a Barry fan, you can check out now, I am going to spoil stuff from season three because we've both seen it. It aired earlier this year. If you haven't caught up, do so, and then check back in with this conversation. But I think there's some interesting parallels. So uh very season three, I think for a lot of people, anecdotally at least, it seems is a bit of a turning point. Yeah. Some people did not go for the kind of Overall tonal shift, if you will, which I think has always been present there, because it's you know it's a very black comedy. It always has been, but season three seemed to to take it up a notch, and kind of people were have always tangentially compared it to Breaking Bad, and that is a show where it seems like towards the end, a lot of people were watching it one way and a lot of people were watching it quite a different way some people were like oh this is this is badass like i can't wait for this guy to succeed and like best all of his rivals and like what a cool story about a guy like just taking charge of his life (laughs) i was i was not one of those people i was like oh shit turns out uh he was a monster the whole time okay (laughs) uh didn't see that coming and I feel like that show still at the end of the day kind of like walked a line of, yeah, you could still totally choose to read it the wrong way of like, yep. uh, yeah, but he got to go out on his own terms and it was so badass. but I'm like, yeah, but he also is like, there's nothing left for that guy. And he kind of even admits in the finale, like yep. I did this for me, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Barry kind of maybe purposefully, Knows that there are going to be those people who are just going to constantly root for Barry because he's the protagonist. That's what you do.
1: It's on the billboard. Yeah. It's, it's Bill Hader,
0: right? Like (laughs) he's, I love Bill Hader. So I feel like every single episode of season three was just a, a complete rebuke of all of that. And a challenge of just like, do you, do you guys not realize the character that you've been watching for two seasons now? Um, I haven't hidden any of this. Maybe I need to turn it up a notch, but like yeah. when you start to see, like, I mean, the episode where he yells at Sally in front of everybody at work is like I some of the most cringy shit ever. And then yeah. I think it's an episode or two past that when he is detailing like, Oh yeah, we could just break into her house and like, replace the furniture with yeah, some smaller think, furniture like when it, he goes I just think she's crazy yeah, yeah. yeah basically you just plant a seed and they eventually hang themselves that whole sequence <laughs>
1: yeah
0: I that's where I officially I was just like dude I'm like dude shh, you are a sociopath and really? shut up like stop talking like what are stop saying this do you not realize how like completely inappropriate like do you not understand how this would be taken and realizing the complete lack of self-awareness I was like this guy is fundamentally broken not to mention all the kusenow stuff threatening his family like i'm not even getting into all of that and yeah i i guess i was comfortable with it because i was like oh he's just he's really he's challenging people essentially it's like how much will you put and that's kind of been I feel like that was a huge theme in a lot of like prestige television, like yep. Sopranos, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, all of those that, you know, the complicated male as an archetype, all of that shit. Yeah. And I feel like he's just completely subverting all of that stuff. And it's yeah, brilliantly almost, done.
1: Almost on purpose, man. I, I had the great fortune of... Well, sorry. Like, so I thought Barry was a good show. I never got into it, like watching it religiously, and mm-hmm. I just kind of sat on it for a while. And then, like, just a couple months ago, I was just out of stuff to watch, and I just decided, well, I would like this. Let me restart again. But at that point, season three had already, like, halfway been released, so gotcha. I got to watch all of it in sequence, and that shift was a lot more apparent <laughs> when you go from like the last episode of season two and auto plays into season three um it's like yeah wild yeah but yeah because you're you're coming off
0: the uh the monastery massacre which is also a moment in season two where i was like oh shit yeah like i kind of forgot who i kind of forgot who this guy is for a second uh yeah well dude yeah i can't imagine that so i uh I kind of did a similar thing to what you're doing. Of course I had seen, um, I had started rewatching it. Girlfriend had never seen it before. And I only started doing that midway through season three because she saw the scene I was describing earlier where um, he, you know, he tells Sally all the things he could do. And she's like, you need to leave. You need to get out of here. So she sees this scene completely out of context and is like, Is this, wait, is this Barry? Is this that Bill Hader HBO show? I was like, yeah. And in my head, I'm like, this is a terrible introduction (laughs) to the show. Like, what the
1: worst place you could have come into,
0: but exact opposite reaction. She was like, this is like, I kind of want to watch. Like, this seems really interesting. This seems good. I was like, do you want a life? It's like, we can start right now if you want to. So basically, in the gap between episode seven. And the finale, I binged back through all of one and two (laughs) with my girlfriend. And that was, I mean, that was very satisfying because so so much of stuff that is set up and you had a great experience with it. But when I was watching three, the first chunk of it, there was characters that were popping up where I was like, wait, who was that guy? because we had the extended break coming off of COVID and it's like, they're referencing so much stuff that happened in season one and characters that like come back to haunt him and like the consequences of everything. And that kind of leads me into my primal thing, which is like, it's been this accumulation of how much can you put these guys through and like still have them have any semblance of normalcy on the other side of it. And we talked about the perils of putting them in polite society. So to speak, we already saw how that would go uh, a couple episodes back and now introducing that, like there are structures and like stuff that you guys don't even understand. And you don't have the capacity to communicate with because you don't, you don't speak their language. And like at a certain point that is going to become the conflict ultimately is like, you guys exist completely outside of any of this. And I don't know if you're going to be able to, and maybe Mira is a bridge to that in some way, possibly we know she definitely has more language skills, et cetera. So maybe that's a place they could go. But anyways, I just, I kept thinking about these two, cause we had kind of talked about talking about Barry, but I was just like, yeah, this, this was the, the same equivalent episode to me of that scene. We were just referencing yeah. where it's like, this is the confirmation of like, okay, you can, you can sit here and try and just enjoy this on a pure like bloodlust entertainment level, mm-hmm. but you're going to have a really hard time doing that because we're, we're going to put things in front of you that are going to be like gut punches and going to have you questioning like your own uh, appetite for this stuff. It's yeah. just, it's so interesting. And-, and
1: the brilliance is it's your fault. Like as it the is. you're just like, 100. oh, man. you were like, you were was, so culpable. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I was like he, they're all these characters are acting exactly as that character would. It's been there the entire time, and that's what makes it really. Like, I'm kind of excited to go back and rewatch some of this stuff just to like pick up on clues that I may have missed.
0: Mm-hmm. But, like,
1: was that a glimpse of humanity, or was I just rooting for him?
0: Right. Like, how much? How much is it? What we're putting on them? Absolutely. Yeah. and I think he and again they're actively talking about we didn't expect the fan response yeah. and the attachment to these characters and I think when you realize that that's at play yeah you do kind of owe it to yourself to investigate like okay but like how far can we push these yeah. characters and still have people rooting for them ultimately and I think i I, I don't think <laughs> personally I'm always going to be rooting for for Spear and Fang, but I hope they don't continually have to do levels of like, you know, stuff that's not only emotionally devastating for me as an audience member, but emotionally devastating for them in their own fictional psyche.
1: What if they uh, turn this entirely on its head and it turns out that Primal is a precursor to the Flintstones?
0: Dude, I mean, that would be a nice, happy way to wrap
1: everything <laughs> up. For sure. I'm trying to be optimistic, but also like, you know, the of conspiracy theories, I want one. That's my yeah. conspiracy theory.
0: Yeah. Spear. Spear's Spear friend's just, grandfather.
1: <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. And Dino is like a really, you know, the runt of the litter of whatever fang ends up happening. I exactly. suppose.
1: I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd watch that bridge series to be entirely honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, I think also Tartakovsky has some sort of feature length um, animated feature in the works. Of course, he's done like the Hotel Transylvania movies, which I haven't uh, actually watched, but I guess I should at some point. They
1: just popped up on Hulu. I used to live with a a single mother for a roommate and uh, Mm -hmm. that movie was on a lot. I don't think I've ever watched it, but um, I've heard it and can quote lines from it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, yeah
0: i feel like they would be pretty pleasant i'm actually i, I think i might yeah. check some out this october um
1: yeah. dude i'm so excited for i have like, like it. just a list of things for oh
0: dude of, of course you know we uh we always have our annual october celebration here on the feed so we'll have to do something horror related for sure oh, yeah. um i was trying to think schedule wise yeah no primal will not stretch into october i don't even think we'll make it into. Yeah. It'll be first part of September. And yeah. It'll be over. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but yeah, so we don't have to go in, in depth on Barry season three, but yeah, I wondered if, if you thought there was any, any validity to that, kind of the trajectory of just like, Hey, we know our audience is kind of expecting this. Let's just remind them the thing they're watching. And that I think yeah. that's what, like you're saying, feels good about it so to speak yeah. is like it doesn't feel like you're being cheated it doesn't feel nope. okay s- side note yeah. tangent but tim Niles mutual friend of ours uh his his wife uh they she demanded that they stop watching breaking bad when the when the walt turn happened I'll specific again spoilers ah. for, for breaking bad that's been off forever that's your fault at this point and you and seen you've it. seen the entire series I'm not ruining anything for you correct
1: you're listening to a I niche say this. cartoon yes. podcast. <laughs> you haven't seen me in a breaking bad. Yes.
0: I highly doubt it. I don't yeah. I don't know why that's the instinct, but it's, and, and yeah. I'm like, literally, well, nobody good, because has
1: you're a good person. You know? Well, I'm like, but
0: literally in six years of doing this, nobody has ever yelled at us on the internet for spoiling something, which I kind of, I don't know. There you go. I feel like a failure for not,
1: not having yeah. to happen though. We need, we need to get screeners. And just let
0: it all happen dude i would love to have access to screeners I need to work on that <laughs> okay sorry i say all of that to say spoilers for breaking bad um she tapped out on the series he had already seen it all he was taking her back through it okay she tapped out when walt kills mike
1: oh. okay
0: she <laughs> was like this is bullshit like they just completely changed his character like this isn't even making any sense. So you can't just do that you can't just like multiple seasons into a, a, a series just like just change a character like that and we were trying to explain to her we're like but they didn't change him he yeah. always was exactly the yeah. dude who would do this it's like mm-hmm. he always was the punitive like i i got overlooked i got you know yeah. i i didn't get my just desserts and that is mm-hmm. the moment when he kills mike in that show is it's punitive. It's so it's like a little yeah. kid, and you're just like, dude, you're such a dick. Like, oh, yeah. why did you have to do that? Why did you go back and do that? Um, but yeah, she tapped out on the whole show. So it's like sometimes I feel like those decisions for a certain type of viewer yeah. can can break break the show. And they're like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm not, I'm not into it. And I am curious. Uh a lot of people are already, because I guess Barry season four is close to wrapping or like yep. in the midst of shooting that are already. And I'm speculating of just like, I yeah. I don't know where that show is going to go or what the tone of it's going to be. Yeah. I'm like, unless it opens with he's being taken into jail and he, Jason Bourne's his way out of it. And the yep. whole season is him on the <laughs> run. I'm like, are we about to watch a prison drama?
1: Yeah. For season Maybe. four. Cause that's but, what it seems like. And the great thing know. about television now is it could be, that could be it. I'd be I so like, happy.
0: I Would be so happy if it's him and Fuchs just in oh, prison yeah. together, just, <laughs> just having to out. deal they end up in the same cell for some reason. Yeah, it makes sense. Then no it's plans. like arrested development, dude. Yes, I would watch that. <laughs> I would be very happy yeah. with that.
1: I think I got to see it happen much quicker because I watched them all together. And in my brain, I was like, Oh, this is gonna resolve, and like he's gonna be the hero. And then every episode keeps like turning against that, and then same conclusion like oh that's like there's no redemption here this is who this character is yeah so you're just like i kept like i just once i dispelled those notions of like oh he's gonna get his redemption arc now now <laughs> this is the one once you get rid of that then it just becomes this whole entertaining I mean, that, mess of
0: you're almost echoing it right there that's one of my favorite yeah. bits of the whole show is the starting now.
1: now it goes yep. from
0: season one all through the show. It's just like, yep. but now I'm gonna be a good person. Yeah. Now I'm gonna get my shit together.
1: Yeah, but oh, uh, dude, the the action sequences in season three were
0: mind so blowing, uh, mind blowing. That the the entire chase with the motorcycle, uh, siblings, I couldn't get enough of it. Is I mean,
1: like, the stunt double acting their ass off, just like also caring about the packages on the handlebars, like, <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, dude! Little and little stuff that, like, again, because the tone they've established there, and just I feel like all of the creatives involved with that show—the brilliant little subversions of
1: everything—you
0: mm-hmm. have moments in that chase that you would never, ever, ever allow into a big studio action movie. No, with this, with the same sort of aesthetic or budget to that sequence, you would never have a moment where it's like
1: handoff like yeah. <laughs> give me the
0: giant machine gun yeah. and oh it falls out of my hands kills a civilian yeah. and then it's like oh this was just a fuck up and it's like again another thing yeah. where it's like am i supposed to be laughing at this yeah. is this like i, I oh was so ghost dressed out about
1: laughing here? my ass off the entire time just yes, because like no,
0: same thing the audacity yeah. of it but yeah. just like i can't believe they're doing this i can't believe it's going on as long as it is yeah and another again the brilliance of the show they take you through that whole wild sequence and then he arrives and gets poisoned and yeah. that's the true <laughs> that's like, like oh my god like, yeah what, it's like that that's yeah. the holy shit moment yeah he after survived all of everything that. I mean, yes
1: i also love how they treated it like it wasn't really a chase it was just something really inconvenient that was happening to Barry at the time yes and a bunch of very capable people could not take him down Yes. It's like getting the car dealership and everything and like Oh my god, I the dude who's gonna... going
0: through a divorce who like <laughs> yeah. ends up pulling out the shotgun. Great yeah. stuff, dude. The f- again, we talk about economy of storytelling in regards yeah. to primal, but like you get the whole narrative of that guy's life, like he's yeah. ha- he's ha- he's, ha- he's going through a divorce, having a really rough time and then some shit pops off at his work and he like jumps into action and kills somebody and it's like it's almost celebratory for
1: him. It's fucking yeah exactly i've never been in a writer's room but i like to feel like with certain shows if they're doing well enough and they have a very loyal audience and good reviews and all that stuff they give one episode usually around season three or season four where they're just they go to the writer's room and say there are no bad ideas everything everything stays let's put it on this was that episode
0: dude and that's that's also the same episode with uh beignets by chad yep that whole runner was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've seen on television this year.
1: It's. Oh my God. Dude. I can't believe that was the same episode. They're yeah. all kind of together, but like that's one of he the has, best characters in television.
0: Yeah, dude, he has the beignets. That's what he's bringing to meet yeah. with her. And then she poisons the beignet <laughs> sauce. That's how she gets it. Yeah. It's so, yeah. and again, the whole time you're like, why the hell do we keep going back to this beignets guy? Like he's great, but what's yeah. going on here?
1: And then just like thoughtful, insight into all these other people's lives yeah <laughs> and just like,
0: I, I love yeah. the woman who comes in i had that talk with my daughter and <laughs> he's just like and yeah. what happened <laughs> it's
1: great stuff dude uh, yeah uh, the dumb smart guy trope or the smart dumb guy whichever you want to call it is yeah.
0: my absolute favorite he uh so he does the uh i don't know if you've ever seen the videos where they go to like city council meetings and like talk about like protecting partying and like getting stoked and stuff. That same guy. His oh. name is Chad Kroger. Not to be confused <laughs> with the other Chad Kroger. Anyways, uh, he's he and uh, his buddies that do those videos are going to have a uh, a show on Netflix produced by uh, Tim and Eric. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So excited for that. Uh. Oh. Before we sign off, I wanted to ask you because I don't think we've talked about it at all. Are you watching the rehearsal?
1: I started it last night okay, and at the front was like too late to like, I got really, really into it. I'm like, I'm going to be up until four in the morning watching this whole thing.
0: It is my favorite thing on TV right now, other than yeah. primal, other than primal, but I am absolutely living and breathing for the rehearsal. And I'm trying yeah. to tell everybody that yeah. I know to watch it. Cause it I is
1: halfway through the truly, first episode and I thought, Oh my God, <laughs> like-
0: it is truly some of the most unique, wild out there television i've seen in a long time um yeah if you're not watching nathan fielder's new show the rehearsal on hbo do yourself a favor there's four episodes available so far or maybe just three i don't know how far in we are i think it's just three or four anyways do yourself a favor catch up on that nothing else like it on tv and a side shout out also if you haven't watched how to with john wilson which is also on hbo that was Uh, my bass
1: player keeps getting me to want to watch that show dude if you haven't
0: touched it you have two seasons of uh, you want to talk about uh all all the feels and another show that's just like there's nothing like this right now Uh, but that one's produced by nathan as well but uh i I mean yeah if you if you got both of those to get to we will uh we'll do some rehearsal talk at some point on a future primal podcast, and and we will also uh maybe chat some lone wolf and cub if you want to i've been re-watching oh, yeah. them in the background but uh i feel like there might be some parallels there and of course you know it's the hot topic with mandalorian back in the world so yeah. should be noted
1: um, that every single show that we recommended tonight is on hbo so yes
0: every single one of them if
1: you're not on it you're seriously missing out
0: yeah this is a big advertisement for hbo not that they need it considering all the wild Sponsored. merger stuff that's going on right now oh, yeah. but we'll talk about that another time uh i have been noah I'm still Mikey. And you've been listening to Primal Pod and Cast. We'll see you next week.